Beautiful sound. <laughs> what, awesome. what was that? I don't you know, know. How come you don't say anything to Justin when he texts? Huh? Why don't you say anything to Justin when he text messages? He's texting his wife uh, and he's got kids. No, no, oh, no, that's no, so no, fucked no, up. I'm not. That was a client wondering, you know, schedule wise, what See, the hell's going on. He's over there sexting. He's working. He's working. Uh, yeah, I was sexting. What's, what's up, Doug? What's up, Doug? Well, we have our weekly review contest. Yeah. Boom. What's up, Doug? Oh, we but, got some wieners. But I, yeah, but unfortunately, I have some sad news here. What? Hmm? We only got sad news. five reviews. Hold on a second. We need to have a conversation with our listeners. Uh, I do. Yeah, sounds, yeah, just five reviews like, in this last week. Sounds like you guys were being a bunch of fat asses. Do you need a talking to? Stuffing your faces with stuffing and pie. The, how are we going to start? How is the movement going to start yes. if we're not getting shit tons of reviews, we my don't, friends? Uh, Grab your friend's phone and write one in. We need wheels. Everybody. That's right. All right, so what? So what? So what? We're not giving anything away. Nothing? No, we promised one T-shirt a week. Oh, that's right. We got. Oh, we gotta, but you know what? You've been because we have integrity. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, but no, we've been over delivering every, every week. week. Yeah, every yeah, week. Yeah. So you know what? Yeah. Fuck them, bro. Because we just do what one. we say. <laughs> we do just we, one shirt. Just yeah. just one. Just shirt. one. But here's the thing: we got two really, really good reviews. Mm-hmm. And here's what I'm thinking: Should we read? If one I of give them? out two shirts and there were only five reviews, just look at the odds there. Mm. So huh? leave a review and you'll probably get a shirt. Well, maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a very good there's chance. There's some great odds on that well, group. Expe- yeah. Well, especially if you leave a really good review. Like, That's like, it. The sounds key like is... Doug's pretty persuaded by these good reviews. I am. I'm a sucker for a good review. Yeah. Mm. You, you can so. tell they thought about it and they didn't just yeah. copy somebody else's and then yeah, just, you just, know, you just know, totally plagiarize it and put it in as their own. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, something like that. Yeah. yeah. The ones that are the winners Interesting. will do that. I do. Yeah. Actually, we, if I think that we got, happened. yeah, if, I think someone did do that. Did they? Someone did, did, did plagiarize. Yeah, unfortunately, somebody. You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> don't we read it. Don't be copying people. Yeah. Yeah, we do <laughs> read every. Come on, review. man. Uh, laziness so, you know what though I appreciate it we just can't get you a shirt for that <laughs> yeah yeah no I mean we love it. hey still with that said <laughs> plagiarized or not we do love a review it is it is supporting us yeah, yeah it's supportive right, yeah, yeah. We, we thank it's you lazy. for that you're right. kind of lazy right. the way you're supporting us but we we're gonna backpedal a little bit so who gets the two shirts alright we got Nick T 206 and Games and Gains Oh, yeah. games and gains, games and gains. Games and gains. Games and games. So you guys win. You got to contact Doug. Mindpumpradio at gmail.com. Mindpumpradio at gmail.com. Or With call your- him on his cell phone number at 408 Sex me live. <laughs> yeah, I need your size. I need your name. I need your Instagram name and as well as your address. That's it. So you can That's send you all. a dress. Get your shirt, yo. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Adam. Yo. I need you to stop texting while we're, while know, we're, trying, right? like we're trying to do our um, show. Shut your face. He's super rude. You, you know what I don't Shut like? Shut your when, face when I'm talking when to you. people are here, but they're not here. They're here, but they're just not I'm here. I'm watching you two fuckers eat right now. I'm starving. We're done eating. I'm I done. ate yeah, once we, today. I'm oh. done eating, bro. That was the. F- yeah, you're that done. That was my I'm, one I'm time starving, eating, so I'm, re- I'm, I'm trying to set up. How I'm, can you be starving? You I'm ate- trying to make sure wifey's got food for me oh, when I get bro. home, dude. You ate, is, you ate enough to feed. Well, if you think about it, he's always eating. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. When he's here, he's eating something. Yeah. And I'm not today. It's now killing me. Now he's texting. And I'm watching you guys. Now he's texting. No, I'm just going to make sure my food is ready. Quit interrupting me. I've been done with it already. Bro, you've t- I've watched you type like 15 words. How many words do you type? I want a lot of food, bro. All you got to be like, <laughs> make me food. <laughs> done. That's not how you, bro. That doesn't go food. That doesn't go very well. Then warm I won't get up. any food. Uh, Honey, how's your day? Oh, you got to do the whole warm up? Yeah, of course. Dude. <laughs> you just can't go right into it. Ooh, you know what I've been Yo, bitch, make me some salad when I get home. It doesn't work like that. Be like, babe, you know some steak and potatoes by the time I get there. Be like, you know what I like to see when I come home? She'd be like, um, me and no, yeah. food on the table. Yeah. Boom. I get home, I shit with my girl would have it in bags, bro. <laughs> Here you go, dude. I, I packed something for you. I made something for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it as you leave. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I joke around with my wife like that all the time where I'll, 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 I'll do this in front of people on purpose. Okay. And we'll <laughs> both laugh about it, but I'll act like really chauvinist. Mm-hmm. Like we'll be with friends and I'll be like, did I say you could talk? <laughs> and then, but we'll laugh because yeah. she's got such a good sense of humor, right? Because she knows, and I know. Plus, it does everybody else in this like awkward spot, like, Whoa. yeah, oh, he's a dick. Because <laughs> I'm a, I'm like a big dude, and she's real small, so everybody's like, oh my god, he's so mean. But I know, and she knows that she would be the one to kill me in the sleep. So that's it. It's okay. Yeah. We, she knows I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> Women poison. Honey, don't kill me. Women poison. So, uh, you, you know what I watched last night? Porn. No, oh. dude, I'm not the porn guy. You are. Mm. I watched so I always I was in a um first of all I watched uh that YouTube video I sent you guys and then it got me in a documentary. Oh, mode. for uh the one on Ray Kurzweil? Yeah. He the futurist? Yes. He mm. predicts, I believe in sometime year 2040 okay. that we will reach a technological singularity. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Blow your fucking brains out. And you know what's funny? When he breaks Great. down it's definitely gonna happen. Oh no, yeah. when he when he breaks down and I mean because he's got he's got cyborgs. Gra- he's got right? graphs that, that go back forever and you he shows the curve. And and it makes so much sense when he when he talks about it, when you talk about like uh, technology, it, it's not linear. You know, no, it's, it's it grows com- exponentially. It's, yeah, it's compounding, right? So it's you know, it's four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four. Well, Moore's law. Yeah, Moore's law. Moore's law actually calculated that the I forgot what it was like the the processing speed would double every x whatever In years five fifteen years. I don't remember, I don't but remember. it's extremely accurate. And now we're getting to the point where we're being limited by the actual size of the molecules in silicone and stuff like that for the chips. Boom! Quantum computing is now becoming. It's going to become a reality. They actually, they've actually been. They actually were able to. Yeah, hooray! Have uh, they were actually able to communicate uh, information between two um, entangled uh, electrons, I believe, or I think they use something else, um, which is like step. What? It's like another step closer to quantum computing, which will make regular computers look retarded. Yeah, like they will make regular computers look like yeah. they know like nothing. The Apple IIe. <laughs> yeah, it'll like, be I'm ridiculous. Still playing Oregon Trail. He, 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 he well, did, you know, it's reading cool. my brain. This YouTube was from 2012. Yeah, and the stuff he's talking about, I'm like, is the stuff that we were supposed to be hitting right now. And we, well, so we, he we, he wants right it right on point with everything. He right? wants it. He embraces it. And so here's what the te- technological singularity is. Hmm. Basically, it's when machines or computers are smart enough and self-aware enough to invent things smarter than themselves. Yeah. So once that happens, then then all of a sudden you'll get this cascading effect where each successive generation will right. invent something smarter than itself and it happens Efficiency faster and faster and faster. Goes through the roof. And and we we it'll happen so fast that once that first step is taken, it'll happen so quickly that uh we won't be able to keep up at all. Yeah. Um unless we somehow integrate with these machines and expand and extend our abilities with them the same way a car extends our ability to, to travel we'll need to integrate with these computers to extend and expand our ability to think communicate and connect but this poses crazy 
problems for mankind and solutions. But I see, I see both, right? We don't because yeah. we just don't fucking know. Well, I I think from a, on a smaller scale of the average entrepreneur who who's I think so, listening to someone like this, if you're listening and you're an entrepreneur, I mean, it's definitely worth looking into. And because my entrepreneur mind's spinning while I'm watching that, I'm going like God. You know, how often do we get so caught up in you come up with this clever idea, this invention or business model or concept that you have that's a necessity or a need that we have right now? And what's when you listen to when you listen to the the video or you listen to him talk or do a speech or his lecture, you can't help but think like, wow, that's the way we think right now. But soon it's like you just said, it's going to be moving so fast. You have to be thinking you know, in future, because what you're you're building, your current business, will as cool as it saying, sounds, or maybe helping things right. now, it's going to be obsolete within like five years because we'll be so beyond that technology already. You well, know? dude, we we don't. It's 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 already happened so quickly. Yeah. I mean, let me give you an example. Uh, a cell phone five years ago. Yeah, I was say a cell phone's a perfect. compare compare a cell phone five years ago to one today. It's like a comparing a rock to a freaking rocket ship. Oh. I mean, it's completely different right five years the computing power in your phone in comparison to just a a computer (laughs) growing Uh, up it's oh are you kidding me the computing that my phone is is as powerful as all the computing power that it took to put the a man on the moon yeah it's just on my phone all the computers combined yeah i mean it's this is how quickly things are moving a walkman a sony walkman in 1970 whatever 78 i think it came out okay this is not adjusted for inflation. The actual cost of a Walkman was something like $300 back then. Yeah. Adjusted for inf- inflation, that'd be like $600 today, but $300 for a Walkman in the 70s. Yeah. You could I could probably get a free walk I could probably get a free cassette player now. If I, people will give me free MP3 players if I go sign up for, yeah. you know, uh, you know, food delivery or something like that. That's how cheap and effective this technology has gotten in such a short period of time. And think about mankind We've been on Earth for how long? You know, if you just go back like six generations, I mean, go back. You oh, think- go back a hundred years. Go back a hundred years and compare everything, everything from vehicles to how we communicate, how we travel, how we everything that we do, and look at the, Dude, the growth, and then just take a snapshot of the last twenty years and compare the growth from a hundred to eighty years, right? To now the last 20 years, like it's so much more exponential in these last 20 years than that whole 80 years before that. It's bro, ridiculous. Bro, think about it this way. The 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 middle the, the middle ages, the the dark ages were like 10 generations ago. Like not that it wasn't that long ago that uh you know we were in the dark ages. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's insane to think about that. It's yeah. it's it's silly, it's crazy. Think about how think about the minds of humans and how much they've changed yeah. in such a short period of time. Well, think just, about in the 19th. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago that people were segregated. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. wasn't that long ago that, you know, uh you, Yeah, women couldn't vote. All these like It r- wasn't crazy that long ideas. ago. Yeah. Right. And and so that's how quickly um things evolve and change and so the technological singularity um, will Seems be feasible. interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's totally going to happen. Seems dude. feasible. Yeah, I've been watching. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of the show, The Nick. It's a great, great, great show. It's uh, it's about basically um, these surgeons uh, back in the 1900s, like 1901, and this is in New York, and uh, they worked at this hospital called the Knickerbocker Hospital or whatever. And uh, the whole thing is that you know everybody was. 
trying to compete as far as like who had, you know, the best ideas for procedures and whatnot. And so there was these competing hospitals. And so they wanted to be known as the hospital with all the, you know, greatest technology. And so they show like this, this progression, somebody has like a, invents the vacuum cleaner. And then all of a sudden, you know, they see how to utilize that in surgery where they can suck uh, blood out, you know, as they're, they're cutting open, like, like all these little tiny things like the x-ray machine, like photograph was, was invented. And then they realize, oh my God, you know, the implications of being able to see bone structure before we go cut this person up. And it's just like, it's very fascinating because, you know, they killed a lot of people before they like master a lot of these procedures and oh. it was dirty work. But like, if we didn't have them as the, the, the cornerstone of where we are today in our medical uh, advancements, you know, like it needed that to catapult the explosion of where we are today. Right? Oh, he's crazy now. He got it. He got into uh, talking about the genes too, and how we how we can manipulate our our genes. Like it was pretty dope to to listen to him explain what we what we could couldn't do ten years ago, what we can do now. With- well, here's some immediate things that I think about. So these are some immediate challenges besides the big esoteric ones, the the unknowns. Think about this right now. Um, think about a machine that is uh, indistinguishable from a human, right? Think about what that'll do to society. How much you want to bang them. That's exactly, that's what I'm talking about. Seriously. People are, uh, you know, we talk about, you know, for a while there was uh, interracial marriage was a big thing and gay marriage. It will be, that might be the next challenge. Like we got to give these machines rights and be able to to oh God. to mate with them. Oh yeah. And you you know you roll your Lord eyes. Lord help us. You roll your yeah. eyes, but yeah. there's going to be a lot of questions and you know that come or up. Or does it count as cheating? Right. Is it the technology's not there yet, right? Well, think, it's a little bit, you know, I, it's an old model, honey. Well, think about this. Old, old model. Think about this. No, it's, it's got like a little rust and it's got yeah. some oh, it's little, you know, wrinkly. Well, well th- think about it this way. The skin texture you is not didn't even have feelings yet. They haven't even programmed feelings yet. It doesn't even doesn't even moan back. Like well, you new one. you, you know also I mean? get the you, you'll get she the weird like the weird uh, uh, you know degenerates out there who might want a robot to kill or might want a robot to rape yeah or might want a you know a, a child robot or Damn might want those a, people why do why it, are there so many assholes that have ideas I'm, I'm surrounded know, by assholes I mean, it's like, <laughs> these are challenge these are going to be some strange challenges how many of you here are assholes yeah. <laughs> everybody's an asshole. Yeah. That is the future. Yeah. All right. I think it's time for uh, what's that sound in the background? Qua! It's the qua bird. Qua! Qua time! Is it qua time? It is qua time. All right, Doug. Throw them at us. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of them today. Okay. Kwanzaa. We got any in skip asking about the best dosage of caffeine for pre workout. Mm. Well, that would depend on each person because some people are going to be, I mean, if you've never done it, I would start with a very, very low minimum dose, like 25 milligrams. Um, uh, If you're a maniac and you snort caffeine and drink coffee and and take speed stacks and stuff, you may take like three, 400 milligrams. I mean, there's a very wide range of your tolerance. Yeah. Caffeine's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting drug Um, and it is a drug and it is addictive. It's got classic withdrawal symptoms. Classic, uh, your body does acclimate to it, and you need more and more caffeine in order to give you the same effect as before. So it is a classic uh, uh, drug. It's also got incredible benefits. It's a nootropic, improves cognitive function. It can enhance fat loss, Mm. um, improve athletic performance. It's an antidepressant. Um, But because it's a drug and because the body starts to um, adapt to it, you'll find that you'll get uh, diminishing returns, and over time, 
actually gets a lot of you'll get more of the negatives than the positives. So caffeine should be treated um, very strategically. Right. So before I give before I say a dosage, Adam was correct. It really depends on the person. You know, 100 milligrams for me right now is fucking great. You know, some people 100 milligrams they wouldn't even it would probably put them to sleep. Um, you know, you have to kind of figure that out for yourself. But I would say if you can't get a good strong buzz with 200 milligrams of caffeine, you need to take a break. Yeah. You need to take a break off of caffeine and, you know, chill yourself out yeah. a little bit. Let your receptors open up. Let your Drink bodies. Yeah. Allow, allow your body to start producing more dopamine and norepinephrine and epinephrine again. Because at that point, what happens when you have too much caffeine all the time for long periods of time, you need caffeine to be normal. You yeah. no longer get the buzz off of it. It just makes you normal. Well, and especially, I mean, having to, like, focus on, I need this right before my workout. You're already, like prioritizing that as far as like how your body's going to respond uh going into the workout so it's like you condition yourself to always need that sort of stimulant yep. and then you're setting yourself up for that forever yeah my, my goal is to ha- be able to get a really good strong smooth buzz from 100 milligrams of caffeine what en- what ends up happening is if i stick with it too long then it goes from 100 to 200 and then 200 no longer really does it for me and i need to up it from there and at that point I typically back off and take some time off, which I did recently. I took about three weeks off of no caffeine, um, and now I'm doing 100 milligrams every few days. Um, so you've got to be smart uh, about caffeine. Now, if you look at the pre-workout formulas that are out uh, in the market right now, a lot of the crazy ones, the hardcore ones, they'll have over 300 milligrams of caffeine plus other stimulants. Which I think, and that's because everybody's so cracked out already. Yeah, and it, and it, I think it's so important. It's so funny when I I hear this all the time. Like guys, like, oh, have you tried? You gotta try this one. <laughs> oh, dude, you gotta try this one. It's like jacked five thousand. Yeah, and everybody, everybody is like, they think they 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 found the best pre workout because theirs fucks them up the most, right? Or theirs makes them the most stimulated. And that that's all that is, dude. Yeah. That's all that is. That's all it is. Is which one is loaded with the most stimulants and the most caffeine that makes you feel that way? It is. Not not the most effective one whatsoever well, here's by the pro- any means. Here's the progression. I saw dragons, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Crazy. Here's the progression. People will start with a very basic, clean pre-workout that's got maybe 150 to 200 milligrams of caffeine. Okay? They'll start with that. They'll take that for a while. Then they'll be like, this doesn't really work for me anymore. Then they'll go to the more hardcore version that's got more caffeine. Oh, oh, I feel this one again. They start taking that one. Then that one doesn't work anymore. Then they go to the real hardcore shit. Then they start combining fat burners with it. This is the progression of people in the gym. I know lots of people that do this. And then they're taking all this shit and they don't really get anything out of it. And they just start to get the negatives, like the cold sweats mm. and the cortisol release. It'll make your cortisol go through the roof and you'll end up burning muscle, um, heart palpitations, all kinds of different things. All you got to do is go off. Go off for a while. Yeah. Go back on. Boom. Caffeine's freaking uh, a wonder drug again. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah. I wouldn't take anything more than that. And I would say, like I said, if you can't get a good buzz off of around 200 milligrams of caffeine, you should probably... Lay off a little bit. No, that's, for a good, that's a very good example. The next question is from Ross McHale. He asks, uh, when you're training clients, do you write down everything that they do? Mm. Not anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, no. It's a very individualized we like, experience. We should explain that because we sound like yeah. assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, now. I, I, I'll preface begin- that. Begin- yeah, say not anymore because I did that like religiously when I was first starting because you know my mind had to 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 figure out what was most effective most efficient i had to you know trial and error like certain exercises that work with certain people 
uh, you know, uh, really established my own thought process as far as like almost a diagnosis of, of the person as far as like, you know, identifying imbalance, like how I'm going to structure that so it's not so boring, you know, but then how, how am I going to actually, you know, make it entertaining on some level as I'm taking them through the workout? Man, it, you, you stressed yourself bro, out. Bro, it was crazy though. <laughs> well, that's why I had to do that. Like I was so laser focused on that and then I had my little sheet and I'm like, dude, we're going to do this. And then you get out there and you're hit with like way more variables. Yeah. And you're like, oh no. And so then then you just get sort of flustered, but uh everything starts to work out once you understand your thought process and then how you start working more on thinking about things on your feet. So I don't know if this is a, a trainer who's asking this. If this is a trainer who's asking this, um, you know, for almost 10 years of my career, I trained trainers, and this was definitely a topic that I'd had to talk to. So I'll tell you, first and foremost, if you're at all within your first couple of years, I highly recommend that you write your workouts out and you document stuff. And I'll tell you that when you do that, you will have your your workouts aren't necessarily going to be uh, more effective than someone else, but they're going to be, like Justin said, they're going to be more entertaining. They're going to be, the flow of them will be better. You'll address maybe the muscle groups, the things you're trying to address. Now, that being said, that I that I strongly stand behind that, that that's how you should do it. I also do not write down my workouts. Now, there's also a difference between the trainers that I used to train and develop to become great trainers one day and the and the two other men that are sitting in this room with me. These guys have been doing this for almost 15 years plus or more in Sal's case. Um, yeah, these guys, the confidence level that we have with the client is so different than what it, what the average trainer is. You're, you're still in that phase if you're just kind of starting for your first couple of years of learning a lot yourself and understanding how the body works and this and that. So having some sort of a foundation and something written down is a nice thing. It, it's nice because then you can you don't have to worry about thinking off the cuff. Yeah. These guys, any client can throw any question at you in the middle of a session and it's not going to throw any of us off right now because we've heard fucking heard yeah. it all right well i think i think the process of them writing it down why it's more important is because it gets them pre-thinking about it that's so, really the benefit so that that's yeah. where it, they're 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 mentally getting prepared themselves more than it they're actually going to follow it yeah. right right so yeah so when they get into the workout like they can fall back on well i thought about this and i thought about that uh as far as the structure of what i want it to be now how do i adapt to that right uh but yeah, like no, that's a that's a that's solid right there. Yeah. Well, that's, part, that's exactly you can progress it or regress it a lot easier if you knew you were planning on going over and doing the squat rack. Everyone's on the squat rack, but you that was your first movement is squat. Yeah. The first thing as an advanced trainer, do the third thing I thought. Of. Well, yeah, I'm, exactly. so I'm I'm going to be a little different than what you guys are saying. Uh, I think um, here's the drawback to writing everything down when you train people is is I've seen this uh, trainers over and over again is they lose the uh, the ability to tr- observe what's going on during the workout yes. because they're doing the exercise. They're writing stuff down. They're back and forth. They're not connecting with their client. They're not having good conversation between sets, which is important mm-hmm. for a lot of people. We're talking about average people. Again, we're not talking about super advanced athletes. Um, they're a little preoccupied with what they're writing down. They're not watching p- particular deviations. And then sometimes they get so set in their routine that they don't go off of it when they notice like, oh, it looks like we have a weakness in your gluteus medius. Mm-hmm. Let's do this exercise next. Instead of saying, no, the one that's written down next is a you know a stationary lunge. That's what we're going to do. This is why I never 
write things down. I don't think I ever really did write things down except for my athletes that I would need to, you know, pay attention to percentages of weights being lifted and whatnot progression because I, I i was so paying attention to what was going on during the workout that what i see and the way their body is talking i have a general idea of the, of the direction i'm going to go but when i see their body moving in a particular way um that then tells me the next exercise right. okay you know i'm watching you do this you know this row exercise i see something going on here with your you know your shoulder. We're gonna move on to this shoulder exercise instead of the other one. Yeah, that's exactly what I do now. I yeah. think you know, I just, and I, it took it took that time period to really establish that. But yeah, once you get to where you can you could recognize yeah uh, all all these things happen right in front of you, and you can and definitely it's it's way better as far as like uh, you know the communication between the client and trainer. Uh, you know the flow is a lot better uh, once you once you eliminate that. That distraction is really a distraction for the most part. If you have to go back and write and then come back and say, you know, and, and you're keeping track of weight, like you should remember. Yeah. You should remember. I always remember that's what, the, what the challenging weight parameters true. were. I, you know, it's just something that's automatic. I have a hard time with the way we're answering this right now. And it's because I feel like uh, you, we are so much more advanced. And it, it's hard for me because <laughs> I don't know what this person looks like. I don't know how yeah. this person coaches and trains. Well, and we I gave feel, two different parts of the spectrum, I think. Well, kind of. I feel like you, you guys both agreed that we shouldn't write shit down. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, no, I, I would say if you that's want... That's how I do it. Now. I would say if you want to write stuff down, if you feel like you need to, if you're new, pay attention to also observing your client. Pay attention to also connect. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, and I'm not fully disagreeing. I just feel like that whoever this is, this is, this is really not a question for us. This is a question for yourself. Yeah. This is a question that you should ask yourself. I mean, and, and you should know. And I, because I remember, I remember being new and I remember assessing myself and saying, asking myself after that session was over with the client, was that good? Was that one of my best sessions? Did I deliver? Did I get, and by best sessions, these are the things I mean. Did I deliver what Sal talked about? Did I give that connection with my client to where I was interacting with them? Like Justin said earlier, did I give them a badass workout that they enjoyed and they felt like they not only got a great workout, but they were kind of entertained along the way? These are things that I'm thinking about that I want to deliver to my client. And I'm assessing myself when I'm done. Did I or did I not execute on that? Now, I found when I was early on, earlier in my years, it helped to have some sort of written, something written down before. Like Justin said, I may deviate a little bit from it or whatever. And maybe Sal never really wrote anything down, but I didn't feel like I was that smart or that talented yet until later into my career where now I, I absolutely wouldn't write anything down and I feel fully yeah. confident that no matter what I get, I could throw well, my clients. I would add, that. I would add something else on top of that as far as the relevance of why you should uh, write things down, especially in the beginning is because you're not, I mean, as much as you think, you know, from books there, you're, you're a lot more likely to injure somebody. Okay, and, and you need as much documentation as possible uh, when, when it comes to insurance, when it comes to protecting your, oh, yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like I know people that, you know, even now, like, point. you know, like three, good four point. years in that have had somebody, you know, maybe injure themselves outside and then blame them uh, for the training as far as that leading to their injury or whatever. And so they actually had to battle that with insurance companies. And thankfully they wrote it down so they could see that exactly everything was planned out. Yeah. yeah. So, well, so, so you, there you, is that just be aware. That's a well, very so, good for, so, you know, here's, here's what I, my point was basically 
you know, if I'm if you're training an athlete and you're sitting there and you're acting like a, a you're in a clinical setting, I'm I'm marking things down. Okay, we did fifty percent of this and we added three percent here and four. That's okay because the 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 athlete is self motivated. Well, yeah, and but if it's what, an athlete, they probably have pretty damn good form. right? They have great form. You're you're measuring you know centimeters of performance and increases in, in performance. Right. Um, and they're self motivated. You don't need to make a fucking connection. They're there. You train them. They leave. That's all. That's all there is to it. Yeah. But the average client comes to you. Because they want to get in shape, but they don't stay because of that. That's part of it, but really, it's that connection. If you're this, if you're constantly this clinician, you know, clinical type of you know la- uh, laboratory scientist who's always writing things down and never really paying attention to the other parts of, of training, you're not going to be a successful trainer. That's all I'm saying. So yes, write things down, but don't forget to observe, communicate, talk, tell your client what you're writing down. How about that? Instead of just writing shit down on some secret piece of paper, show them what you're writing. You know what I mean? Explain it to them. Well, we've already explained this. Like the way that you keep retention always high is if that person likes you and is entertained. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is, that's on the priority of, it's like 90% of what's going to keep making you money. Right. That 10% of your professionalism and actually like providing a, a great service as far as like the training and getting results and all that, you know, that's, that's just the real, Small sliver. It's true. Oh, it's no. absolutely true. Well, it's hundred percent true because we sure as shit didn't have mind pump fucking fifteen years ago. Yeah. I sure I would have loved to have that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I would have loved to have been like just being uh, me, being the being a great trainer with my people yes. that I yeah that I could just suck yeah. up all this great information and be entertained at the same time. Fuck, you guys man. have it so easy. <laughs> <laughs> so easy. Next question, Doug. Yeah. All right, boom boom fit one wants to know how Sal knows so many studies. Mm. <laughs> that's so stupid. Just, <laughs> he slept with a lot of scientists. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. yeah. Uh, well, we've joked about this on the air you before got that computer I, upgrade you got well, the chip right <laughs> yeah. you know everybody everybody we're all we're all blessed with different things justin's got the great looks i have the huge cock just sal, <laughs> has, is, sal has the ability to <laughs> sal has the ability he has a photographic memory he can actually look at these studies and this asshole right after we read him i could read the same study with him and then the next day when we're talking about it like i remember parts of it here and there and he could verbatim list off the stats it's it's really annoying well here here's what it breaks down to okay it, Everybody has that ability with what they're with what what truly they're they're passionate about or something that they really really love. Fuck you! I'm hella no, passionate about no, no, that no. shit. I don't mean <laughs> I just, this guy. If you cared Listen. hard enough, if you really tried hard no, enough, no, no, you know no, no, no. what? Here's all I gotta say: Don't play football, okay? <laughs> and right. maybe you'll have these sow skills. <laughs> well, that's yeah. Well, no, no. That, this is it, right? Did I just crack the code? You, yeah. you weren't that athletic. Yeah. I didn't you get did a lot of grappling. <laughs> You studied a lot. You read a lot of books. Yeah, I'm no, no. smashing my head. Let, let me explain what <laughs> I mean. Don't, let me explain don't, it, don't. what I mean what? about the I passion can't part. Anything? <laughs> listen here, you clowns. Listen. Uh, <laughs> tell tell us how smart you are. No, Sal. listen. Tell us, nerdy yeah. Sal. Listen to what I'm saying. Let me ask you a question. Don't be athletic. When you, what do you do? What do you do in your spare time when you want to like relax? When you want to enjoy yourself? When you want to really get into something you love and just have fun? Right. Most people. Some people watch sports. So I can ask somebody who's a sport lover. Uh, how many yards did this guy rush? You know, what's this guy's last name? Where's his family from? And they could fucking quote everything out about them. For me, trivial pursuit. No, 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 no. That same guy has a photograph of too. He's just too stupid to apply it to something that's going to make him money or actually do something. <laughs> he's focused. Because yeah. I got I got one of my best friends. That's, that's true. Right. He's, a, he's like that with sport. We call him yeah. Sports Center because he's brilliant. I'm like, man, if my boy would just apply that same shit to something that's going to get him paid, he would be in your yeah. seat. That's the difference. That's the difference is you've learned to apply it to science and I, something that's important. I just, I absolutely and you made a business around I it. I just absolutely love it. And I do, my memories do tend to it. be 
uh, where if I remember something, I don't remember the fact. I remember the page and what it looked like on the page. So if I remember, for example, we were talking about in a previous episode, I don't know if it aired or not uh, yet, but it will if it hasn't. Um, we talked about being able to activate the central nervous system through isometric contractions. Well, the study showed 95% uh, with, with isometric contraction, 88% with uh, concentric contraction. Um, uh, so there was a difference of over 7%. I remember that only because I remember what the page looks like and I remember where it was on the page. So that's yeah. how I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I, if that's a photographic memory, I maybe. But that, I think yeah. there's a division of that with, with the learning process. You know, some people have that. I've, I've met. I've met. Other people that told me the same thing. It was very visual, mm. you know, and they remembered that, you know, uh, as far as what color it was, you know, what it looked like. And, and then all of a sudden, boom, it comes back, you know, as opposed to like <laughs> it. Ha- for me, it, it, it almost has to take this sort of journey. And, it, yeah. <laughs> and then it goes up a mountain then it comes back down and it goes around this trail and it comes. Oh, there it is. Well, for me, it's like it, it, it needs to be. I need to have heard that stat or said that stat myself at least two, three, four times before it's ingrained. Yeah. So a lot of times I got to go back and refer. There's a lot of information yeah, it has to hit you a couple times. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of information that I already know. But I'm like, I need to still Google it so I can be reminded of like how I can articulate this because I don't have that. I don't have that ability to be like, oh, I remember that one study I read or I remember that one kinesiology book I read. And then I just be able to. No, I can't do that. No, Yeah, yeah, I I just love it. It's it's literally what I do in my spare time. Literally, if I'm taking a shit. I'm reading some kind of scientific journal. If I'm in my spare time, when I'm talking to you guys uh, in between conversations, that's what I'm, it's just, I have a, such a deep passion for, well, so I, feel, I, and I don't know, listen, here's the deal. I don't know a lot about any really particular subject. I know a lot about fitness, but I'm not like super deep, deep in my knowledge. I just have a breadth of it. I know a little bit about a lot of things. I don't know a lot about a lot of things though at all. So. Okay, we're done stroking him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that, that honey dick felt great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Boom Boom Fit has another question. He wants uh, to put whipped cream on your nipples and make them off. <laughs> he wants you to put that knowledge to the test, Sal. And this goes to all of you. What's your opinion on glucose disposal agent supplements? Mm. Is that like Windex? What? <laughs> <laughs> just spray some Windex on it. Is that Windex? So, we're talking so you about- just shit out sugar? Okay, so here's shit and sugar. All right, here's the deal. Glucose disposal agents is a marketing term invented by the supplement company that refers to supplements or compounds. That help you shit? No. They what they do is they increase insulin sensitivity, maybe increase the, your body's ability to convert carbohydrates into glycogen, not stored as body fat. So basically, um something that if I ate carbs would would help it get converted more to glycogen or more likely to glycogen versus to body fat. And so they come up with this name, glucose disposal agent, to make it sound like you're disposing so of glucose. What's yeah. I mean, my guess just by you saying that is it's probably a supplement that carries uh, amino acids, protein in it, because if you pair up a carbohydrate or a sugar with a fucking protein or a fat, it's going to slow down that process. Well, well I'll give you a classic get, one. Is lower glycemic index. I'll give it. you a classic one. Uh, do you guys remember chromium picolinate? Do you remember yeah. that was in every goddamn supplement in the nineties? Chromium picolinate. It's a. It's a. I believe it's a trace mineral. And if you're deficient in it, when you supplement with it, with it, boom, your uh, insulin levels are more effective, and you utilize carbohydrates better. Um, vanadyl sulfate. That's another trace element that does that. Um, alpha lipoic acid. Um, that'll 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 do some of that stuff. But here's the deal: we are literally splitting hairs of hairs of hairs. 
So these these supplements, because the way they advertise these supplements are, take three of these pills, eat all the carbs you want, and it'll just get turned into muscle. You're not going to get fatter. No, that's bullshit. doesn't work that way. So um, our opinion, my opinion on glucose disposal agents are if you're, everything else is fucking dialed in and you're already shredded and you want to maybe squeeze out like a 0.2% more body fat, it might help. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Well, what about the analogy that I just give you? I mean, wouldn't that be the same concept if you just made sure that you paired your carbohydrate? To not spike insulin? I feel the effort researching that this supplement even exists is wasted. Yeah, right. Get in the fucking gym and lift some weights. Right. Well, this goes back to what we have talked about in recent episodes, which is what I really want us to, one of the things I do want us to work on this coming weekend is teaching people how to supplement for your needs. You'll get so much further in in, in your fitness journey if you, if you're going to take supplements. That's and that's the thing I think that a lot of people think that we're all anti subs. We are not anti subs. Every single one of us have tons of supplements in our cupboards, but learning how to take supplements for what your body needs to, so your metabolism runs efficiently like it's supposed to. Yeah. If you got fucking four flat tires on your car, your car need, you have no oil and your air filter is dirty, dirty, and you're pop you're pumping hundred oh, dirty, yeah, dirty. <laughs> Not sure where that accent oh, came da, da, from. I'm dirty. <laughs> I have no idea where that accent came from. <laughs> yeah, I you get my fucking point, though. Is there is no there is no reason for that. It makes no sense to to pump that that shit in there when you're so be- far better off assessing how you eat and figuring out what is your diet lacking. And either one, getting it through whole foods, which would be the ideal way. And then two, if there's those whole foods that maybe you dislike or are rare for you to have in your house, then you learn how to take the supplement that's replacing that. Or, and or if you want to use exotic supplements, like learn how to maximize their effect. For example, we talked about glucose, we just said glucose disposal agents or uh, AKA, you know, supplements that um, make your insulin more effective. Do you know where you might get a benefit from it is post-workout. Maybe post-workout, I, I take my carbohydrate and protein shake and I throw in some alpha-lipoic acid to accelerate the absorption. That might be a way to use it. And in fact, that's ways that I've used things like alpha-lipoic acid, um, mainly because it's good for you, not because of that, but that's the, the side effect. Or if I combine it with creatine intake to increase its, its utilization. So you have to be, if you want to use these things, be smart about how you use them and where you place them um, throughout your day. 99% of my supplements are taken before and after my workout, period. Wow. Because I'm trying to maximize that that window, Get the synthesis, well, you remember that what, time. You remember what we talked about? And, and answer this for me, because we were talking about splitting hairs and splitting hairs here. If you were somebody, then you looked at this same person's diet and you looked at it and you go, and there was like a, a big glaring thing that like, oh, wow, this person has an abundance of, like we talked about the other day, omega-6s and they're lacking right. threes. Uh, and I see that. And they and they just simply don't get a lot of food and that whole foods that possess this. What am I going to tell that person? Would they be better off going and spending $20 on some omega-3s and taking omega-3s in their diet? Or would they be better off taking a disposal agent? Right, exactly. You know, tell me, what's yeah. the answer? No, of course, omega-3s. Of course. 100%. Right? 100%. That's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. I mean, I feel like when, when we get so many questions with supplements like that, mm-hmm. I feel like I'd rather have someone tell me that. Like, hey... Uh, mind pump Sal and Justin Adam. I, you know, I eat like this. I don't. I miss these things like that. You know, what are some things that maybe I, I'm missing in my diet that I should either supplement with whole foods or use as a, a supplement on the side versus the latest and greatest fucking shred supplement that came out that everybody wants to know about. Like I hate that shit because mm-hmm. that stuff is so 
pointless. It's yeah. so worthless and pointless if you haven't figured out what your body is not getting nutritionally and, from your whole foods. And that's and that's about and, th- and you're even referring to supplements that might actually do something at that point. There's a lot of supplements out there that you could be dialed into hell and take it and won't do shit for you. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, it's like he's like, well, I just wasted my time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Uh, Sal Mergolo asks, "Is arginine worth Excellent. taking?" Moving on to another supplement question. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even see that was coming. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's my compadre, supplement, Salvatore Mergola. Supplement Sunday. He's one of our boys from the forum. Yes. Yeah. Uh, arginine. Here's the thing. Arginine is used to increase nitric oxide of the blood. Uh, it's a vasodilator. So then you get increased blood flow. So take some Viagra and so, call it a day. <laughs> supposedly giving you a better pump. This is why you shouldn't take arginine. Because arginine gets destroyed um, through the process of when you ingest it. Uh, it does get destroyed. So very little of it actually reaches your bloodstream. And a lot of it gets used up by the gut. What will be better to use instead of arginine is citrulline. Yeah. yeah, citrulline citrulline bypasses some of those, some of that destruction, and citrulline is then synthesized or turned into arginine in the body. So it's actually a more effective way of raising arginine in the blood is through taking citrulline versus arginine. So I would say take arginine, um, excuse me, take citrulline and not arginine. That'll probably uh, that'll be better um, in terms of the, the results you're going to get from it. Uh, are you going to get crazy results from it? Mm. I mean, taking six grams of citrulline fasted pre-workout, you'll get a better pump, definitely. Definitely, I think you'll get a better pump. But if you're if you're eating lots of food in between and you know, you've know you got all this other food and that amino acid will compete with other amino acids, probably not going to do you a whole lot. Good point. So, Jason Ten Smith, if you could have dinner with three guests, either alive or dead, doesn't matter, <laughs> Ooh, dead who, who, would they, who would they be? Hmm. Adam's going to have to go first. So I think of if I'm going to go first, I'm going to steal one of yours because I thought it was clever. Who? Jesus. You, yeah. yeah, Jesus uh, would be one of them. Uh, he- Jesus? How yeah. dare you? Je- Jesus would be one. Um, and then uh, Robin Williams would be another one. Hmm. And then Abraham Lincoln. Really? Yeah, those three. Why? I don't know. I just think there'd be three <laughs> awesome guests to sit with for for uh, funny, intellectual, and religious reasons. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, see, if I if I talk to Jesus, I would also want to have dinner with with Satan. Whoa, dude! Whoa. No, I, you know why? Because whoa, that it, would be a hell of a dinner. If you were, if I'm not now, here's the thing: I'm I'm not religious, so if I'm offending anybody, fuck you. If if, <laughs> if, if I, 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 I would, I mean, and this is you're having dinner, you can ask questions and shit, right? I'm not like I'm gonna have Satan in front of me and now I'm dead and possessed and going to hell. Of course, not. okay. Yeah. If we could sit there and talk, don't tell me that Satan wouldn't be fucking interesting. You know, just sit and just be like, tell, just like, okay, what's your side of the story? Well, if I like, were, what happened, bro? Like, I agree. Tell me I, what's going. I down. agree, but I would make sure I would. I right. would need Jesus to be there too to help me, just in case, just in case he fucked with me. You then know they start saying? fighting and shit. Yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if you're if you're gonna call Satan there, you got to call <laughs> Jesus. So that's two of your spots. That's two of your spots right there. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I I think it would be so interesting just to ask them all kinds of crazy questions. Be like, so you know, what's and, up? Dude? And and like, te- what, technically, people saw Jesus. No one's technically yeah. seen Satan, so there's no. We don't have any real uh, any any real documentation yeah, of that. That, that, that Satan's been around, right? Yeah, so, I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah. I uh, I would like to sit down with uh, Einstein. Um, oh, that's a good one. Nikola too. Tesla. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, and uh, mm, probably either Plato or Socrates. Oh, those are key. You went way back. Those are way better. Well, dude, these are fucking yeah, people. Why do you make me go first? I go I'll first. All mine. Yeah. Did I take yeah. all your ideas? Yeah, Socrates for sure was one of them. Uh, I just like I love philosophy. I just like talking to people that think like really deep, you know, and they really try and figure out 
um like what it is the reasoning the purpose like all that stuff and like the question like their entire existence yeah. like that's fascinating it to is me. and that's a lost art and i feel like it gets it, it gets clowned a lot because it gets immediately you, you know why because we, we think we have all the answers now that yeah case, exactly that's we're why. arrogant yes in that we case are in that case i want to trade robin williams for dr seuss hey dr man, seuss yeah. i'm not done that's, what, oh, wait, that's one of my favorite philosophers <laughs> Would you interrupt them like you Bro, were? Just, uh, dude, JJ. Totally. <laughs> Shut up, Doctor Seuss. JJ Abrams next. JJ Abrams because I just want to live in his mind for a little bit. Mm. Yeah, just because he comes up with like all these concepts and stories, and it's very out there, and it, he thinks a lot like me, and I feel like I'd be like ah. You know, we'd be besties. Mm. By the time I was done, <laughs> you just know it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. you just have that feeling. So who? JJ Abrams. Yeah. Uh, what was Socrates? I guess I can't use Socrates. Sure, yeah, just because I yeah. I took Jesus from him. Yeah, maybe I'll do Aristotle instead. Yeah. I mean, how cool would it be to sit down with this philosopher and instead of asking oh. him, oh, questions, Leonardo uh, DiCaprio, Da Vinci, <laughs> fuck you guys, <laughs> Da Vinci, DiCaprio. What's he gonna tell me? Yeah. He's, a, he's dude, like, Da Vinci would be sick. Yeah, Da Vinci, dude, he's, that guy was the inventor of inventors. Yeah, he, a y- young was, Da Vinci or older Da Vinci. Uh, I, the crazy one, the one that came back from the cave, right? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it would, wouldn't it be cool to tell like some of these philosophers, rather than l- learning from them, to tell them the shit that's going on now? Uh, like, hey, you know that yeah. that theory you had about you know uh, atoms? It's true. Yeah. <laughs> they exist. <laughs> that came to fruition. Yeah. If you just tell, yeah, them, like, yeah. yeah. wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. <laughs> you, you could like uh, some of those guys that died that had like their master, you know, thesis concept, hypothesis, all these things. It all came to to be, and then like we were the person to tell them that. Oh God, um, that would be cool. That would be sick. <laughs> that would be Newton cool. would be cool. Yeah, Newton. Sit, sit with Newton. Uh, John Lennon, the guy that Fig Newton. What about John Lennon? That'd be fucking wow. awesome. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Smoke musicians. a joint with uh, Bob Marley. God. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I would like Stevie Ray Vaughan. I would just like to have him teach me some shit. What about women? What about women from the past? You know who I would love oh, right, right, right. to have dinner with? Who? Cleopatra. Because I bet she's not as hot, fucking hot as everybody said she was. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody's like, like she she's was probably so, like, I bet know, she was just average re- at best. I, here's the thing. These think days. about it. Back then, think about it. We're way back. So you in get those one days. woman. Cleopatra's well, yours. Well, let me tell you what. It depends. Think about back in those days, like women, like everybody, everybody smelled, everybody was hairy and gross. I bet she was clean. She shaved everything and she gave a good blowjob. Boom. Cleopatra rules the world. Wow. That's what I think. Cause I don't think the competition back then was that harsh. You know what I'm saying? Like if she, like if I looked at See, her today, I, would like I bet Joan she wouldn't Arc. be that hot. Yeah. Joan of Arc because she was crazy. Maybe she was hot. Because she was feisty. She was crazy, bro. I, I, you know, and she would... wouldn't put out because she's Joan of Arc. She's, bro, she, you know, but her she, body's she'd safe wrestle for God. You. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? She might kill you. It may, probably, but it'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Adam? What chick? Uh, Margaret Thatcher. Oh, oh, she's a badass. She yeah. is a badass, bro. She was a bad ass. Yeah, Margaret Thatcher. You ever watch YouTube clips of her? I've watched all kinds of shit on her. I love some of her quotes, some of her favorite. Bro, yeah. there's clips of her where because because Parliament in in England is so uh, rowdy, like they blast each other. Yeah. And she's just up there hammering them right back. I love it. Oh, one of my favorite quotes is hers. Being being powerful is like being a woman. If you have to tell anybody you are, you're probably not. <laughs> Fucking love that. Dude. She's, <laughs> she's a G. She is a G. Yeah, so I definitely, I would love to have her. What about Marilyn Monroe? She's hot. Yeah, she'd be interesting. She Wouldn't yeah. she? She wouldn't be up there as my top ones, though. Yeah. To, yeah. To, to meet? I yeah. doubt there's yeah. a lot I would love to, I would love to sit down. in da- that head. Yeah. See, I'd love to sit down yeah. with her and be like, hey, Marilyn. 
Do you know that, I mean, we all know that you're a drug addict and that, you you know, you killed yourself and you're kind of crazy. But you know that women quote you all the time and look up to you? Yeah. <laughs> I hate those fucking memes. Yeah, just, like, who's yeah. taking advice from Marilyn Monroe? That's the last person you should take advice from. <laughs> That's what's funny, though. That's yeah. why I said I don't, she's not even somebody who I... She was like the yeah. Snooky of her time. Yeah. <laughs> the Snooky. Oh, my God. Super popular. You just totally insulted anybody in her family right no, now. No, 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 no. <laughs> she was an icon, well, but Snoo- she was... Snooky's awesome. She had problems, though. She had yeah, some issues. Yeah, but she She's not up there with Cleopatra's, Margaret Thatcher's, and Joan of Arc, for Dude, sure. Dude, didn't Cleopatra, like, start a war? Didn't she start, like, a world war? Yeah, I don't uh, know. I was she, terrible in history. She was, like, uh, uh, she slept with somebody from Rome or something. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> Some Roman guy. Well, I guess when she comes to dinner, Some you Roman can ask guy. her, bro. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are we done with the questions? Yeah, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, five-star ratings, uh, and say something nice about me, actually. I feel like uh, Doug's been getting a lot of love lately. He has a handsome face. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.